Ladies and gentlemen, Triple M has rocked Sydney since way back when. And while some shows come and go, one show remains. Absolutely brilliant. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. The greatest sports legends. Would you put your hands together? The soundtracks your Saturday mornings. And in 2022, a couple of the stars returned to the starting lineup. And here we go. The best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman, join Iron Woman, Candace Warner. Oh, it's Belts on. Welcome. So welcome back. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Good morning, everybody. We are battling the dreaded second show syndrome. Can we survive it? Richard Friedman, hello to you. Good morning, Dan. A lot of stuff going on in the world at the moment, isn't there, Dan? Oh, well, serious stuff. Yeah. A lot of sports stuff as well, which we will get to. And the bragging of this lady because she's got a better Uber score than the <laughs> two of us. Candace Warner, good morning to you. <laughs> Good morning. Yes, I do have a better Uber score. Uh, Something to be proud of, you know. Oh, I'm really proud of no, it, actually. No, you shouldn't be. Because, and, and why? Because I, who have an exceedingly low Uber score, and I, I consider that a public service. I'm pointing out, I'm quality controlling. So you're telling me you get in the Uber and you say to the driver, turn the music down, put the windows up. I mean, how do no, you no, speak to No, put the windows down. Because it stinks in here. <laughs> what about Candace? 4.71 Uber score. Yes. And said, oh, it's because my kids uh, are my oh, so, yeah. yeah. You blamed your kids. Yeah, Unbelievable. But legitimately, it is because of my kids. There's been so many times where they've played up and they've screamed and they've thrown thing out the window that it just brought my score right yeah, down. What do you throw fault? out the window? Anything. But well, I, I hear that. I don't hear bad Uber score. I hear bad mother and father. <laughs> Ivan Cleary is going to join us shortly. Panthers got a big trial game this afternoon, the defending premiers. Paul Gow uh, is going to talk Phil Mickelson and what's going on with this Saudi golf tour. The golf world is uh, blowing oh, yes. up. The sinking ship. Candace has got a very strong opinion on uh, some of the tennis players. And we're going to fix the Big Bash. The Big Bash is broken, and there's lots of other stuff to get through as well, including the list of grievances and Richard's tip, one from one. This is the Dead Set Legends. We are brought to you. Who are we brought to you by? We're brought to you by Nilex. Make sure you're wearing protection because it's about to get rough. There it is, that's out. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends, Rich Friedman, Candace Warner, Dan Ganane and... Uh, we're getting closer. It'll be Penrith at home to Manly. That's a bumper of an opener. But they're also playing a big game this afternoon. And with that, we have a special guest. Our next guest has done a lot in his career. Played 186 games, coached 369 games. He won Dally M Coach of the Year two times. And it's all great. But nothing will top bringing that premiership back to Panthers. Not even grabbing a couple of oysters from CJ's Crab Shack once you're inside. And they're pretty good. Please welcome to the Dead Set Legends, the coach, Ivan Cleary. Five o'clock this afternoon, Panthers, Parramatta. Premiership winning coach Ivan Cleary. That must oh, look. I know you're a humble guy and you keep it all under you know under wraps. Premiership winning coach Ivan Cleary must sound nice. Yeah, it does. Hey guys. Um, Hi. Yeah, it does. Uh, but I, I feel like that just should be attached to everyone at our club because it's uh, definitely a team team performance. Um, players, staff, everybody. So it was a really cool experience for sure. It, it must, Ivan. It's Richard. It must be. Um... 
Look, obviously very satisfying to just listen to that that history of yours. It's now just growing and growing. Any any um, dealing with expectation? Does that cross your mind that you feel like, you know, it, now it's just expected of you, whereas when you were building that reputation, it, it possibly wasn't? Yeah, not really, because, I, you know, I've had a sort of different phases in my coaching career. I've, um, you know, coached uh, three different rebuilds, so you sort of, starting from the bottom but there's just a different expectation i think any any time you know you're a head coach of an nrl club um if, if you think there's not expectation you probably mis, misguided so <laughs> you're kidding yourself yeah, so you? i guess it's just different styles and, and like you're probably your own harshest critic and you the expectations you put on yourself are, are probably higher than most people anyway. just and just to follow up on that what expectations do you put on yourself oh i just um i mean we've got a game another trial game this week and i have the same feelings going into a trial game as I go have going into, you know, a finals game. Like you you know, you wanna you wanna do well, you wanna um uh, and, and that's probably just every day. Like you just mm. wanna mm. have good days every day. And if whenever you don't, you get disappointed. So I suppose yeah. that's how I best explain it. Ivan Cameron Smith came out during the week saying the biggest threat to the Panthers could be complacency. Are the Bill are the boys still hungry after last year's win? Yeah, well, it certainly seems that way. Um I can't see that with our team. Uh, I don't want to go into, you know, explaining why, but, you know, we are young and um, we actually played, you know, we won a grand final feeling like we could have played a lot better. So I suppose that's the idea. We're, we're just competitors and everyone wants to turn up and get better and, and, and see each each new little challenge as, um, as being, you know, what we do. So, yeah, that's sort of the way we're approaching it the next game. One thing we've noticed the last couple of years, this is obviously a group that loves each other's company. They love showing their exuberance the dancing, the boom boxes, and um, it's, you know, and and that's what happens when they're the same age group. They've won everything as kids. A little birdie, Ivan, told me that you may have advised them just to pull it back a touch. Is that true? No, that's not true. Okay. No, I I um I encourage our boys and anyone really to to be themselves, and and you'll note, I think everyone would note. Let's just say the boom box. Like every time they ever see our team or those guys in particular, that's what they do. Um, you don't see any matter, harm matter. in it or, or any, you know, there's no negativity to that, is there? They're just celebrating. God knows. Just, yeah. Like, I love I love going to work. I love hanging out with these guys. And you know what? We've just had, there's probably enough um, enough data, if you like, to mm. suggest that it doesn't affect the way they play or mm. it's probably a positive effect. So we have, like, there's plenty of guys in our team who aren't boombox guys. But as long as, you know, every each individual is following the values of the team, then everything's fine. I always think if you're an opposition fan and that pisses you off, like, beat them. That's the way. That, if you want to stop the boombox... <laughs> Honestly, that beat, the boombox, as being put, a Rabbitoh supporter, the boombox killed me in the grand final. You should have beaten them. <laughs> yeah, you were losing. Talk about a Anyway, I, I will ask you, Ivan, about young Isaac Tago. Um, will he get a full-time role at centre this season? Uh, he will He will get the, the starting spot there unless something yeah, major happens. Um and that's and you know and we'll just yeah we'll see where it goes from there. Like it's a long season, but you know he's uh, he's done well in the preseason. Nathan, in any doubt for round one? Uh, yeah, he's in a bit of doubt. I okay. mean, we haven't confirmed yet. Um, pretty well, very close, but yeah, it's we haven't confirmed. I just you know we're all very conscious of you know the the year ahead, um, how big it is, and just want to yeah we just certainly don't want to be putting him out there if there's any any risk. Um, Long term, he's going to be fine. So, mm. yeah. All right. You need to relax a bit, Ivan. You sound a bit tense. <laughs> Fair <laughs> Hasn't changed. Premiership success hasn't changed him. Exactly Fantastic. the same bloke. Good on you. Good luck. The Sar- That's a big game, the Sarva. Pity about the bloody weather, but something like 8,000 tickets were pre-sold. So it should be a terrific afternoon anyway out at uh, Bluebet Stadium. Thanks, mate.
Yeah, cheers, guys. My pleasure. Thanks. Beautiful. Uh, no, Ivan Cleary great. joining us on uh, the Dead Set Legends. More after this. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough. Will you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. With Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Deadhead Legends on Triple M. Thanks to Nilex. Make the most of your yard this summer with lightweight flex stream hoses, retracting hose reels, and twisting systems available at Bunnings Warehouse. Does anything smell as good as Bunnings Warehouse? Water like a pardon? Nilex, but with Nilex. You like the Don't smell of Bunnings? Don't you just go into Bunnings just for the smell? No, just no. for the sausage sizzle. Oh, I don't mind that smell. <laughs> Who wants to smell potting mix? Nothing and... sm- I'm talking about you walk into a hardware store, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like walking into a hardware store. Makes me feel like a man because <laughs> God knows I can't use can't... any of the stuff <laughs> in there. I think I, I'm here to say I already felt like a man, Dan, but if that's what oh, yeah. makes you yeah, feel yeah, like baby, a man, you go for You're building things, Richard. I mean, a bigger man you couldn't you couldn't see. <laughs> <laughs> now, Candace, What do you Warner, mean by that? What has fired you up this week? Oh, it would have to be the behaviour of some of these male tennis players. We've seen Medvedev. We've seen... Zverev. 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 Yeah, I can't even he pronounce his, to have his well, name exactly. correctly. I mean, the blow-ups have been absolute deluxe. It's not just like a McEnroe answer my question kind of thing. It's been swearing. It's been tantrums. I mean, my kids play tennis, and quite often I like to take them to the tennis. Now, if I was there and my kids were being exposed to that, I would be absolutely fuming. The language. The attitude, the disrespect uh, is just, they have to pull their heads in. I want to go into the history of the male tennis blow up here because I reckon it started with the great Ely Nastasia. Oh, one of the great pigs. He, he was a pig. It was just pure shock. And then came McEnroe. Well, you go down an interesting <laughs> path. Mm. So Zverev, right, this is what he did uh, this week. He was disqualified from the Mexican Open. Now, the thing I think most of us have seen was him smashing the umpire's chair with his racket, right, intimidating the bloke. I mean, the man is a child. But then there was also this that went along with it. The guy clearly has anger issues. This is the same man. Friedman's laughing, by the way. But do you know what? You're part of the problem, mate. No, I, I, I. Deplore that sort of behaviour. You're pissing yourself. Yes. But, but that is just man baby stuff compared <laughs> yes. to the king of blow no, so yes. Now, this is where you and probably you, Candace, yes. are bloody hypocrites, right? So you got Zverev. Yes. Right. Medvedev is another one. Yep. Another uh, man baby. Yeah. Right. Um, Djokovic. What about Djokovic giving comments on Zverev? Do you see that oh, this week? Just... Oh, oh, yes, he should have been disqualified. Mate, you hit. <laughs> A ball boy or a line judge mm. in the head with a ball. What about the Australian guy? Hit himself in the eye with a ball. We'll get <laughs> yeah. to that. Right. But McEnroe, the, you people <laughs> celebrated. No. Look, McEnroe was... like Bambi compared to these no, guys. No, no, you're not old enough. No. He, was, he, he could do it with venom. Like, th- these people can't even rise to that level. When McEnroe teed off, it was pure hatred. Right on the line. No mistakes so far in this match, right? You have an overall eight. No mistakes whatsoever. Second stop, please. Answer my question! <laughs> the question, jerk!
<laughs> now, what's the difference between that and the pigs of today? But that, there was a whole litany <laughs> of those with McEnroe. It was every single match. It... But Zeverev, he definitely has problems. He's allegedly um, assaulted his ex-partner mm, yes. in the hotel room. Uh, I mean, he, he's got issues. We know he's been fined $40,000 by... 40000 uh, but, but that's nothing for these <laughs> tennis players. That is absolutely nothing. She shouts the Uber driver, that. So he, they're going to come up against one another again in the future. I mean, something has to be done about this behaviour. It's it's childish, it's appalling, and it's really? it's, it's almost like they're entitled. Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legends. <laughs> Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Triple M Dead Set Legends. Uh, Candace Warner, I'm remembering what it's like to work with Friedman. He'll drop a little bomb 15 seconds before we come back on. Just repeat, Richard, what you just said. Well, you want to have a segment, you know, fixing the Big Bash. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I like it. What do you like about well, it? Well, you like watching grade cricketers. I like watching a match Kudji every Oval. night. Go to Kudji Oval this afternoon and, and sit yeah. there and what watch. What team it's do you see? Sixes. Okay, name me the side. Oh, come on. I can't no. name a side. No, I can like, t- okay, name me five players in the Sixers. Okay. Current. Moses Enrique, um, Josh Phillippe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of arms uh, there. Jordan Silk. Uh, you know, I can get through them. That's three. If you give me enough yeah. time, I'll get through them. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you who wasn't there. Steve Smith, because of some stupid rule. Sean Abbott. Candace's man wasn't there. Yeah, he, he won't play Big Bash ever again. Why not? Why? Why? Yeah, why? Well, at the moment, it just conflicts with um, the test test cricket. This is what the solution should look and like, so Richard. He, we if, shouldn't lock off, shouldn't we? I'll throw this to the team. Shouldn't we just lock off a month? Well, mm. Indian Premier League does yep. six weeks, right? They own that part of the calendar. So the fifth test is played in Sydney, or the last test is usually played in Sydney. Shouldn't at that point we say, right, that's it. Mm. No one the internationals for a while. Big, It's big bash time for a month. Best players available. Yeah, and I think what they also need to do, they do need to look at the length of the season. At the moment, I think it's about 14 games. Uh, we've seen at the PSL recently, the Pakistan Super League team, uh, league that they have 10, 10 rounds, and mm. it's working really well. Yeah. The other problem is we can only have two international players per team. I think they need to increase that to four like the IPL. We need more international what? stars coming out of here. Here's a serious dilemma Cricket Australia has. I think Cricket yes. Australia knows yep. they have to do something. I think they know 14 is too many. Yes. Why, did it, right? Oh, mate, it went it's, through the yeah. floor. Mate, the trials of rugby league, trial games are outrating what Big Bash did. I That's how bad the Big Bash was this year. The other problem I is all other leagues around the world that are starting up at the same time. So there's the Bangladesh series, that there's the PSL. and Who's the, watching that? Everyone is watching what, in that. Australia? No, in India. In, in India. In, in Asia. But, but it, they are strong leagues. And they're also, it's a shorter, like I said, it's a 10-match um, normal round. Plus, way more money. So let's say Cricket Australia acknowledges all of that is correct. Yes. Right? And they say, we're going to cut it back to t- 10 rounds. Mm-hmm. They have to give back money to Seven and Fox. They won't want to do that, but they would have to. They would have to refund, say, what is that, 30%? Mm-hmm. Would the players take a 30% pay cut and acknowledge, okay, well, we're going to lose. <laughs> no. Well, that, and that's of course the pro- not. Ah, of course no, not. I'm not. Listen, uh-huh. I'm, not, I'm just, but why would they when there's other leagues around the world where they could get double or three times the amount of money? Wow. I think they do need to get more, inter- be able to have four international players rather than two. Yeah, four international players that I'll have never heard oh, of. Oh, what, A.B. De Villiers, you've never yeah, heard of him. Well, Jimmy Crackcorn, and I don't care <laughs> because I like watching a match every night. I think the local players are pretty wow. good players and it's still exciting when they hit it over but the fence or take a wicket. But pretty good is not good enough. For who? Obviously, for the big bat, I mean, people want to see the international stars playing. 
Yeah, well, we don't keep score on this show, but Warner just blew Friedman out of the water. Triple M. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Triple M Dead Set Legends. Hey, Candice Warner, Richard Friedman, some things going on. We're not going to spend any time talking about um, front page stuff. That's not what this show is about. But have you found yourself, I found myself watching CNN for the first time. In a long time, it's like war begins. I'm not trying to be funny here, but war starts, bang, I'm straight on to CNN. I can't believe in my lifetime, I thought this was over. You know, I thought well, I'd never see a war in Europe again. Not after the, you know, the, the Berlin Wall fell and we we're all going to be friends. It's a tragedy. It's an absolute mm. tragedy. The poor people of, of Ukraine, Ukraine, they're just sitting there living their best life and Putin says, I oh, know you're part of Russia. And by the way, if you don't capitulate, we'll invade you. And he did. You know what's really interesting is social media, I think, is, you know, a sewer, right? But in this instance, to see the Ukrainians posting stuff, uh, it's chilling stuff. So, you know, a war, Candace, it's up close and per- It's real. Yeah. It yeah. really, it's not a television show, which sometimes war can be depicted as. This is a, yeah. this is real life. I mean, when, you're, when you're reading tweets from people who are, are suffering at the hands of this right now, they're just ordinary people. They're, they're wearing the same clothes we wear. Yeah. They're, they're living in the same you know, buildings that look like ours. Yeah, we haven't seen much of the EU, and I think NATO here really need to step up. Well, no one's going to get put right, boots on the All right, that's enough of the... D- okay, okay, right, okay, okay, we're a sports yeah. show. Uh, Latron Mitchell, boy, he made some big comments. You're a South fan, aren't you, Candice? Yes. Well, your bloke has come out, Latrell, and said <laughs> the judiciary, of which he has copped a few suspensions, is dictated to by the media and swayed by the media. What did you think of those comments? Look, I think... Um, Latrell can be very frustrating at times because he does so much good for the game and he's absolutely, he's an asset. However, the casual attitude that he had in, in the interviews over the week to me, um, was a little bit concerning, especially considering what happened to Joey Manu. I mean, his whole face Yeah, and we will, you know, um, but the point he makes is actually, (laughs) I think accurate because perception always trumps truth. There's no doubt the judiciary is swayed by the media. Every judiciary in every sport is, is influenced by the public. Yes. And the wrong message. Actions have consequences and you can't then just throw that back into the, you know, onto the media. Like he can't play victim after what he did to Joey Manu. But also full credit to South for, for for fighting this and, and finding that loophole. I mean, the, the rule has been there for years and I mean, they're not doing anything that they're not supposed to be doing. So yeah, he's going to play a week earlier. So they're using the all-stars, which is fair because if players were banned from playing all-stars, well, that should count as a match. He was obviously good enough to be in the indigenous side. So he'll be back round two. Rich, your sport rugby frighteningly hardly getting any airplay. The Bledisloe has been cut from three tests back to two. New Zealand has basically said, we we don't want three of these. Well, no, no one wants three of them. You only need two. Mm. New Zealand win both of them and then you just don't have a dead rubber. So, you know, really, what are we missing? There was news during the week that um, Kirtley Bill will be back in Australia this year as well. So I think that's a good thing. I think it's unhelpable. I think the sport has gone over the falls. Did we, and, and did I read we're going to play England at the SCG? Why do we continue to play oval ball sports at the SCG, uh, uh, rectangular sports at the SCG? I know the new stadium's not ready. Can't they just take it to Stadium Australia? They'll get a crowd. Will they? <laughs> Triple M.
Dead Set Legends. Making a racket. Little tennis joke there. You are the worst umpire that I've ever seen in my life. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends. Now, shh, Triple M's Dead Set Legends tips. Because we know a guy who knows a guy who's Richard. Very disrespectful, but, you know, I'm used to that on this show. <laughs> you got your own opener. What are you complaining about? Yes, but it's a mock opener, isn't it? But it's still an opener. <laughs> there are some people that on this station that just love their name being mentioned. Rich, they don't you're care looking what a bit context. frazzled today. It's just the constant disrespect. I don't know if I can cope with it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Trifecta is what Richard got last week. Very nice, uh, which is what he advised you to do, box the trifecta. So we're in front on the Richard's tip. What have you got for us today? I'm going to tip one today of my own. Of course you are. It's going up to Newcastle today. What do you mean by that, Candice? Of course you are. Uh, she thinks well, there's something going on. That's good. I'm wanting okay. to tip his own. I'm, I'm keen. I'm on. Okay. Anyway, it's going up to Newcastle today, and I think you'll get the prize. His name's Son of Sangio. Son of Sangio. It's like it's a bit like Son of Coco, isn't it? It sort of has that castle thing vibe going. What's Son of Coco? Oh, don't you remember in the castle? No. Dad's Greyhound, Coco, and the other one, Son of I Coco. But the Greyhound names. <laughs> yes. It's unbelievable. Richard, by the way, Ken, is excellent strike rate. Excellent strike rate. Yes. Um, you've, if, if he's had 100 horses, he's had 98 good ones, and I've had a stake in the other two. One is now Clag, <laughs> and the other uh, is Chum. Don't say it like that. Well, it's fact, Richard. It's fact. But It is. It was very sad. That wasn't my fault either. No, blaming my son. You palmed it off to your son. <laughs> when Richard knows his horses are useless, he palms them off to his son and says, "Here, he treat this as part of your." And education. he wins with them. It's very embarrassing. Triple M, dead said leeches. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman, join Iron Woman, Candice Warner. Welcome back. The Triple M, dead set legends. Hour number two, Paul Gow is going to join us talking golf. Uh, one of you wants to talk about the special Ks. That's going to be interesting. That'd be Candace. Oh, would you? Oh. Well, he'd be nothing to me. Okay, Don't fine. Don't be like that. Uh, let me get serious for a second. Uh, Rod Marsh, this is a very disturbing story. A heart attack a couple of days ago. I know it's hit you pretty hard, Candace. Yeah, it has. Uh, obviously, Rod's in a critical condition at the moment and, you know, our, our present thoughts are with his wife, Roz, and their family and friends at the moment. I mean, Rod is is an icon of mm. Australian cricket, 96 tests, 355 dismissals, uh, and just an all-round good bloke. So our, our prayers are with him at the moment. Have you and Dave had much to do with him? Yeah, we've had a lot to do with him. When I first was with David, he was the um, head selector for, for the boys and he was just always around with his wife and he's just one of those nice guys that you want around on tour, always happy to have a beer, play a game of golf, um, you know, he's really proud grandfather so when we had our little Ivy, always wanting to cuddle and, and hold her and just be, you know, part of the family so, uh, you know, I really hope he gets well soon. Growing up for me, Rod Marsh was, he was one of the iconic ones. He was there with mm. Lily and Tomo and, you know, that era when they – they were all such huge characters mm. and, and he, you know, with his handlebar moustache, little, you know, little squat, little wicket keeper with big hands, you know, I, I'll never forget him. And he's, um, you know, I just hope he, he, he pulls through this. Yeah, uh, indeed. It, it's, 
a big name, a big name of Australian cricket. Uh, we're going to come back right after this. Dead Set Legends. Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends. Let's lighten it up a little, eh? Uh, we've got Candice, we've got Richard, we've got Dan. Uh, Richard, when we put together the show, like, what, three or four weeks ago and we had ideas, the first thing you wrote, the first bloody thing you wrote was the special Ks. What's your problem with Curios and the cock? Well, they're just nothing. They're, they're, they're nothing. They're literally nothing. They're, they're a couple of good doubles players now, and they latched onto this theory that they could turn doubles tennis into UFC with all the, you know, the, all the rubbish they went on with. And, you know, for me, I just think that'll last about five minutes. Who cares? Just play the game, boys. Anyway, you're doubles players because when they leave Australia, no one will take any notice of them. Yeah, you say they're only doubles players, but the TV ratings that they got this year was at peak over 3.2 million viewers. They switched from Nadal's five-setter uh, quarterfinal to <laughs> these men. Yeah, because yeah. it hadn't been done before, and now it's and was in this country. Where they're, you know, Australian. Tennis needs more of that. No, it doesn't. It's exciting. No. The thing I love about them, it's like street tennis. They're fast. It's uh, unconventional. You know, it's. They're just playing for the love. Why now. do we have to change what has been very good? Because for it's generations? not working anymore. It's boring. No one has cared about doubles since the Woodies. And no one will care that these blokes these are there blokes covered in bling. You know, playing on. They, were who filling, cares? they were filling the in this country there. because they hadn't seen it before. Well, now so they've what? seen it and they'll move on from so it. So what? Because it's not really anything that special. It's just more. They you know, won the Australian Open behavior. Open you can see men's it everywhere. Doubles. That's pretty special. I'm not. Dis- I'm not saying that it's not. They're good tennis players. Everyone knows that. But the behaviour uh, couldn't be bothered with. But the behaviour when we're talking about Medvedev and and everyone else is their behaviour really that bad? No, it's 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 worse because it's completely contrived. At least theirs was spontaneous. This is contrived. Yeah, well, I, I disagree. This I, is a show. I think they're making tennis really exciting, and I love it. You and I, I, during the Australian like, Open, I was all for it. You pick some strange things to whinge about, Rich. Honestly, one dribble, three, five, three. I'll have people who'll agree with me. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's people that don't like them, but you can't say they're nothing when they're they're filling the stadium mm-hmm. and they're getting what was you saying? What were you saying? Three minutes. Three point two million for a minute. More than Ash Barty's but final. It's doubles, Richard. No one cares. They, they and no one you... will care again. Did you watch it? Did I you watched watch it them? for a while. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> hypocrite. Triple M dead set legends. Game, set and match. And other cliches time permitting. Triple M's dead set legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends, thanks to Nilex. Make the most of your yard this summer with the lightweight flex stream hoses, retracting hose reels and twisting systems available at Bunnings Warehouse. Water like a Nile expert with uh, Nilex. Uh, we've got Candace and Rich talking the special Ks. We're going to take a couple of calls, but just for those that just tuned in during the song, what was what was your issue with the special Ks, Richard? Well, it's a nothing. I mean, it's it doesn't. They played a nice tennis match. They won. Big deal. It'll be disappear again once they leave Australia. All that hype and that, oh, they've changed the game. No one will take any notice. Yeah, well, I beg to differ. I bet you uh, court one of the US Open when they play will be chockers. Yeah. Court one at Wimbledon will be chockers. We'll see. All right. Who's first up? John from Picton. Hello, Johnny. Here you go, legend. Good, mate. What what would you like to say about the uh, the Ks? Well, the trench tennis. Everyone's watching and talking about it like you lot. And they're putting bums on seats, and they're great. I finally watched doubles 
the first time in a while. Do you watch UFC? No. Yeah. Well, what's That's your point, me. Richard? The same crowd, I reckon. It's not. I, I'm with you, John. I think they're fantastic. <laughs> yeah. They're injecting life into yeah. into doubles that you know before you know not too long ago, no one really cared it too won't much about. Last UFC is one of the most successful sports in the world. So you you kill your own argument. Just say, oh, the UFC people. Have you been to a they pub? They won't keep going to the Have tennis. Have you had to been to a pub on a Sunday afternoon when it's a UFC? It's chockers. I try not to go to those uh, pubs. Ross on the Central Coast, you, you agree with Rich? Yeah, look, at the end of the day, with the Special Case, look, I, I, I like Kokonakis. He's a good young fella, and he's going to be a great great star in the future. But Curious as a, as a role model for him. <laughs> Um, I don't think it's such a great idea. Like, the guy's got a temper um, and, and probably, you, you know, he's been a bit of a laughing stock of Australia over over the time. And um, I, I think he's just not somebody... Like, they play well together and, and watching him at the Australian Open, look, they, they were fantastic. Um, but, yeah, just... Maybe find another role model for him that, that, would you be that happy doesn't if, have dummy specs. If it was your son, Ross, would you be happy if he was playing doubles with the likes of a Nick Curious? Putting aside the money and the level that they're playing at, just if he was playing with him. Oh, look, if if, if, if that was his attitude now, like he has on the court, and it was just, you yeah. know, some club tennis being played or whatever, I'd probably be looking for another doubles partner for yeah, him. Yeah, that's right. What does he do that is so it's a good bad? Good question. It's a good question. He just intensely annoys me. But why? Uh, I don't know. It's just that whole attitude of look how good I am, look how special I am, and I can do whatever I like. I, I just can't live with that. I don't want to be relentlessly negative. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, you're only on a 15 year streak of it. Triple M, Dead Set Legends. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, Hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner. Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legends. Time to speak to a special guest. Our next guest is a born professional golfer who has three national titles under his belt. In 2001, he came so close to getting his first PGA win. Oh, why didn't you just go home? Losing in the playoff to Jeff Sloan. Are you too good for your home? Answer me! Chipping in from the rough, please welcome... Paul Gow. All right, there's an intro. He's a champion bloke. He works at Fox. I'm told he got the trip to the Masters this year. So, oh. Paul Gow, welcome aboard. There you go. I get that trip every year. So, it's nothing new. Yeah, but everyone goes to the Masters, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> Not <laughs> when you were playing there. Yeah. <laughs> They're very excited. Oh, oh, oh Gowie, sorry. Wow. Oh, I miss you so much, Richard. Disrespecting the guest. I know, but oh, we love each other. I know. How yeah, many Kentucky okay. Derbies did you win, Rich? Yeah, none. What the hell is going on with this Saudi Golf League? We're going to get to Greg Norman in a second, but for those sort of not au fait with all this, can you explain what it is and is it dead? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's on the way of being dead. They can throw as much money as they want, but what it is, it's the uh, the Saudis who who are basically sports washing uh, through the uh, through golf, and they've taken on Greg Norman, two hundred million dollars over over a ten year period to, for him to head it, and they wanted all the best players in the world. The concept was a little bit like Formula One that you get a figurehead like a Denver Ricardo to be the you know, he'd be the, the leader and then you have a team underneath it. So uh, it, it was growing some momentum, you know, up until about November last year, a little bit more. And then in the last week, it, it's had, it's accelerated because some of the key players that they were hoping to get, uh, which is Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka, they and uh, sorry, Bryson DeChambeau, they've said no to the concept and they're out. Greg Norman, he signed up. I read this week. 
that he's perhaps torched $3 billion. Is that, is that right? Has he spent all of it? <laughs> no, I don't think he's spent all of it. A fair bit of, it, bit of it's been on him and, and setting up a shop. He's, be, he's got a house being built in Dubai so, uh, so he can commute. Uh, I think this is more for Norman. This is not about the money. This is actually about getting back at the PJ Tour uh, for what? back in the day. Uh, for back in about in 1913, that was later than that. It was about no, uh, 2002 or three, I think, uh, that he came up with the concept for the World Tour. And Fincham, uh, Tim Fincham, who was the commissioner of the PGA Tour at the time, uh, put a squash to it. And it was a great concept of Norman's to take the, the game around the world. And um, since that, you know, they basically have played a tour around the world. The World Championship events, the WGC events, they were Norman's idea. And Norman has not let that go. So when he possibly got the opportunity to take this on, I think he's taken it with both hands. And um yeah, it's quite amazing. He's, he's only held a grudge, for, a grudge for 25 years. Well, what about this guy? He's written a letter to Jay Monaghan, who's now the PGA <laughs> Tour Commissioner, and it says, Dear Commissioner Monaghan, surely you jest, and surely your lawyers at the PGA Tour must be holding their breath. This is a long letter, but it ends with, Commissioner, this is just the beginning. It is certainly not the end. So I think it's brown bread. I think they're Barney and Fred that too. Anyway, Candace. Uh, Paul, I was watching golf memes the other day and the PGA <laughs> memes and there was an interview with Greg Norman. He's actually said he's signed players up already. Do you know of any of the players that have been signed up? Uh, no, it's oh, totally speculation. And two of them were Bryson DeChambeau yep. and, uh, and, and Dustin Johnson, who Norman goes fishing with. They're actually buddies. And same with Phil Mickelson. Uh, they're friends also. So they were the ones who you thought will be the first to go. He said that they've signed up 14 players. Um, and at this stage, no player has come out and said they're, they're behind it. Well, I, I noticed, by the way, uh, Pro-Am is on this week, and I haven't been invited. I don't know about you, Gowie, but we've been... No, no, invite la- me. No. no last we're... time I played at Bonnie Doon, I hit my third up the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, not Dan. He carried our team last year, and um, we got through with a win. And my, uh, my favourite part of that was the courtesy laugh you just gave Richard. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Thank you, Gowie. We will speak to you hopefully uh, in Augusta. We'd love to chat to you on that Saturday morning. I'll certainly have a chat with you. Beautiful. Thanks. Thank there you very go. much, Paul Gow, one of the great blokes of Australian sport. Triple M, Deadset Legends. Make sure you're wearing protection because it's about to get rough. There it is. That's out. Triple M's Deadset Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Triple M, Deadset Legends. Let's do this. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. Uh, looking ahead, four trials today in Rugby League. Warriors Gold Coast at 3, uh, Penrith Eels at 5pm. If you missed the Ivan Cleary chat, we'll have that up on the podcast and on the listener app. The Charity Shield, the big one, Dragons versus South Sydney at Mudgee, 7pm. Geez, they do a good job there, Rich, because they put the country championships on the Sunday at Mudgee. So mm. they really turned that into a big weekend. Yeah, that's a big weekend in sport. You get up there to Mudgee, it's a good spot too. Plenty of nice restaurants, cafes and wineries. Beautiful. Town. And it'll also be the first time the two uh, Burgess twins, Tom and George, will ever have yeah. played a game against one another. We've seen brothers go against each other. Mm. Twins going against each other. That must be weird, the bash. Yeah. Twi- you know, you have that sort of... You reckon with... that's the first time that'll have happened? No. Bashing but I'm saying... twin brother. You almost should yeah, be allowed to on the footy field. Like if, it, if someone does, you know... Uh, Oh, a head high or something like oh, that. It's... You shouldn't be penalised because it's your twin brother. <laughs> yeah. Kings play Adelaide tonight. Kings uh, going okay. Nine wins and seven losses. Story that has sort of, it hasn't made much headway here, but Shane Warne was on uh, the Sky Sports Cricket podcast over there in the UK. Then Warney went down a strange old path. Have a listen. 
Do you think you'd be a good coach um, in England, Shane? Yeah, I think I'd do. I think I'd do a pretty good job. There's, I think there's a lot to work with, but I wouldn't be called the coach. I think I'd be called team manager, uh, Nat. <laughs> From the Ian Chapels. I'd world. like to do it. That sounded almost adamant to me. Well, I respect Shane's cricketing abilities, and he's. I think he reads the game as well as anyone ever does. But the day he gets appointed coach of England, they will run on the front page of the paper the picture of him riding the inflatable penis. He has an unbelievable, uh, unbelievable cricketing brain. In 2014, he was um, went away with the Australian Test side to South Africa, and he was, uh, I think, a bowling coach or advisor. And David was saying, first of all, he had some unbelievable stories that David didn't really tell me too much about, but um, <laughs> well, that was very amusing. He did fall asleep at one of the stages, but David said he was really great to have around. He's a bloke's bloke. Yeah, but he, he said is, he's just his knowledge, he's the way he reads the game is was really helpful. And they ended up winning that test series in South Africa. I, I think he would have made an outstanding captain of Australia had he not had yeah. the off-field life that he had. I think the ECB wouldn't be able to pay him enough. That's what I think. But you never know. You never, never know. Um, have we discussed what happened to your hubby over the weekend? <laughs> Did that, did, I can't remember. What did you do to him? <laughs> it was not me. Uh, first session in the nets in Melbourne before they fly out tonight to Pakistan. Uh, the batting coach, um, Diva, so Michael Divanudo was just doing some throwdowns to him and just got him plum in the old fella and just, uh, he just went down like a ton of bricks. Does he have the ability to give you children anymore or is that, <laughs> has that been lost with this no, incident? No, we don't want any more kids, so well, he's fine you know, there. Job done. Job yeah. done. Did he... Mention how painful it was. <laughs> Here we go, everyone. What's with you guys always thinking that being hit is way worse than childbirth? We've got nothing else to compare it to. It does hurt, Kim. Why is it that everyone falls over laughing when it happens to a guy? No it one's sitting in the funny. no one's it in the is. in the theatre laughing at a woman having a baby. I would right? never compare anything to childbirth. But we don't get the epidural. That's all. Oh, hey. come on. Yeah. <laughs> Triple M, <laughs> dead set ledge. Oh, Richard's list of grievances coming up after this. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Triple M Dead Set Legends, of course, we have to finish with this. I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> now you're going to hear about it. Richard's list of grievances. That came from the 1950s. Speaking of coming from the 1950s, Richard. That was actually the the great uh, man who was... Jackie Gleason? No, that was George Costanza's father, Frank. Oh, Frank Costanza. Frank Costanza. Okay, okay. Come Jerry on, Stiller come on. We're running out of All time. right, okay. I, I, at the moment, I'm taking a lot of Ubers. I may or may not have a license to drive a car at the moment, but, you know, be that as it may, I get in these cars at a ridiculous time of the morning and, you know, I'm barely awake and then it's... Accelerator, brake, accelerator, brake. What is wrong with these people? They've got no idea how to drive a car. These people. They have a license. You don't. These people. Yeah. How many points did you cough up, by the way, Richard? So 12 is the number. How many did you cough up? Is that relevant, really? True or false, it's more than double 12 that you've coughed up. False. Oh, I can read it on you. Your nose (laughs) is growing. False. Anyway. Richard. What is these people should be put in jail? Who are these people? The the drivers. But who are you to judge their driving skills when you can't drive? 
That's the end of the segment for today. <laughs> no more. None from two for your list of grievances. Triple M, Dead Set Legends, we will be back next week. Enjoy your weekend. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends.